My name is Mark Karski. I love you guys. Give it up for Mark Karski, making it look easy. What's going on, guys? Episode uh, 43 of The Comedian. I'm going to Josephine's right now. It's that small bar with either, depending on the angle I sit at, with St. Margaret Mary praying or a girl flashing her tits. So, so hopefully I don't get demonetized. But uh, I'll be working on bits today, like of uh, like what I look like, like one of the hosts that I look like, uh, the singer from Disturbed. Um, how I have resting fight face. I'll talk about how like I like doing the shotgun rounds where it's just riffing and stuff and how it makes me think of like different things like breakfast and then I'll bring up how my accent her placenta on Facebook live and shit uh, And then what else is in there something new um, Well, let's talk about how that girl uh, when I my friend called me over and then I walked up to him and she said, you look like you're gonna kill me. And I was like, I probably could. So I'll tell that, you know, with better timing and shit like that. But um, yeah, I'm excited. I haven't gone to Josephine's in a while because uh, I've been doing the Sunday, Monday, and then I'm usually tired by now. Like I am pretty tired today. And I like, for some reason, I'm not sure. I guess like stand-up takes a lot out of you, especially yesterday, staying out so late. So I, I gotta like get that muscle better and shit of like staying out late and listening to a bunch of comedy but this should be a good time uh good people good hang good spot okay i love you Mwah. You can't do pelvic thrusts. Yes. Please make some noise for the very funny Mark Karski. Hey, what's going on, guys? How are you guys doing? Oh yeah. Uh, so wait, you said bald people should get the money that they don't spend on haircuts and use it for prostitutes? Yeah. Do it. <laughs> you can. <laughs> You can already do that. You just uh, use the money and pay the prostitute. Are you saying it should be legalized? Because I totally agree, dude. My mom needs to get her ass to work. Yeah. What a hacky prostitute joke, of course. I'd say my mother fucking, she's gonna love this. I'm recording this. Hey, mom. Uh, it's all about you. VR porn you also brought up. I gotta. Have you guys all tried? VR porn. You, you have you tried it? No. No, you. It would honestly it might kill you. It is so good. Have, have, who has tried VR porn? Oh, yeah. Dylan, have you tried? Come on. You have? Uh-uh. It's honestly almost good enough to replace a strip club. It is that buy the two hundred dollar headset that Facebook has, I promise. <laughs> you will be so busy. <laughs> For at least three hours a day, dude. Jerk off on a treadmill, that's a workout. Your heart rate's gonna be 185 the entire time. Your mom's gonna be like, why are you sweating so much? I was like, it's going for a walk on the treadmill, man. That was for you, mom, again. Uh, so, I'm not like too positive what I look like. Chris said the singer from Disturbed. <laughs> Is that true? They got the snake bites. Uh, after he brought that up, the guy popped up on my Snapchat. 
just, that's not a joke, it's just fucking creepy. They're like, do you want to hear about his political views? I'm like, no, I don't want to hear about the ooh dudes. <laughs> political views, dude, what the fuck is he have to say? I'm sure there's a good song in there, but it's like asking for my political views. Look at these tattoos, bro. I have no good opinions on politics. <laughs> ask, me a, ask me a question about something about politics. I'm serious. Ask me. Who's Give the me... vice president? Ah, Kamala? <laughs> yeah, I'm serious. Is that his? You're getting there. Kamala Harris? Yeah, baby. Dude! <laughs> yes, dude. Is she hot? For a vice president? Yeah, That's what I mean. Not for me. Hot for you? Well. No, no, no. Oh, to you. We try not to objectify. Our gauge. I, I do objectify women way too much. That's the constant thing I do. <laughs> in my mind, I can't help it. I'm a guy. It just happens. And it just happens to be a microphone in front of my mouth, and I can't stop talking because I'm afraid of silence. And, <laughs> and women. Um, uh oh. This. I was at the bar once, speaking of being afraid of women. Uh, my friend calls me over and he's talking to some chick and I'm like, hell yeah, dude, time to fuck this up. I can't wait, can't wait to ruin this. I'm terrible with women, this is gonna go awfully. Uh, she goes, you look like you're gonna kill me. And I was like, you probably could, yeah. Easily. I looked like a Halloween version of Post Malone. I had fucking gold teeth. <laughs> like that, the only way that's okay to look like that is on Halloween or if you're Post Malone. Like it's not, it's very jarring for most tiny women. Very in the face, you know? Uh, Cause I kind of have like, I have resting fight face. I think just, I've been told that verbally by a woman at a bar. I was walking past and she was like, oh, he's going to get in a fight. And I was like, uh, I'm having a great time. This is just how I look. I'm sorry. Mm. <laughs> hey Chris, have you ever had post-nut clarity after agreeing to something sexually disgusting? Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, what? <laughs> I only have a minute left to see if I can dive deep into this. This one girl, she was like, uh, I want you, she was about to leave, right? She's like, I want you to wipe cum on my face. Oh my God. So the airport knows that I'm a little slut. I was like, you're gonna tell them? Because <laughs> they do not scan for comedy. <laughs> Alright, my name is Mark Karski, I love you guys. Give it up for Mark Karski. Post Office Malone, hell yeah. <laughs> Yo, what's cracking, guys? It is episode 43 of The Comedian. This is the podcast portion where I review the set that you just saw. So that was not an improvised set. I do. Uh, I was doing a lot of improvised sets. If you just like been following the series, um, and that's how it helps me like figure out like a place does improvised sets. So I'm not just going up there shitting on the audience. They know what to expect, but um, it helps me think about stuff. But this time, I did um, an act. Except for the in the in the beginning, I just went off of what a guy, the last comedian, was talking about. I went up second uh, yesterday, which is dope to just go up, get it done sit and just sip and chill and watch everybody else. There wasn't a lot of comics. It got done early, but I, I sat around and hung out and like talked shop for a little bit like that. That's a fucking great time. That makes like driving the hour and doing the set. Well, obviously the whole thing is just to do the set. Like that's good enough. But then talking with people afterwards is fucking, is fucking dope. Um, because most people are super boring. 
right? And comedians aren't. They're trying their hardest not to be, and especially off stage as well. They don't want to fucking give you a boring story type shit. Um, but it's interesting to see how everybody writes their own material, how they come up with it, what they do. Um, one guy suggested to just like, since I'm good with like improvising and stuff, uh, and riffing on stage, I should just like look through the dictionary, random page points, pick out the word. No, that's a good idea. dude. But he was saying to just keep doing the, um, like improvising and stuff for new material and shit. And I think that's a good way of doing it. Find what works, pick out the pieces that work, put it in an act and then still do crowd work. I need to do more crowd work. But this one, this place, I did a little bit, right? Um, but the first guy, when I was talking to him about VR porn, he wasn't very giving. He didn't want to really respond, which is kind of shitty because he's a comic. So he should, you know, should have gave me a little bit more. But um, I think, you know, having the set and then, I mean, that's what everybody does. I have a little bit of crowd work because I'm good at crowd work. I have that dabbled in throughout with the act and shit. But the first stuff was stuff I just obviously came up with on the spot, like the um, where he talked about being bald. He said in his act that bald people should get the money that they don't that they save for not getting haircuts for prostitutes. I'm like, you can, you can use that money. Obviously, you guys heard that part. And then the, he brought up VR. I forgot what he said about VR, but it just made me think about VR porn. Um, so something. Uh, I did the, dis- like, I look like the disturbed guy, but I think I'm going to do when he's, because I just asked, because Chris, Chris said he was the guy, uh, the Asian dude sitting next to me. He was the, he's the sound guy and the second, uh, he's the co-host. And um, I think I'm going to do, I like how the, I probably, I might put it, actually, I probably, I'm not sure, but like at the end, the uh, other co-host called me Post Office Malone, but I look like a Holly, Halloween version of Post Malone. That seemed to work. Um that's more palatable and relatable than the disturbed guy. Um, and I think it's more true because of tattoos, especially in our round fucking faces. Um, the resting fight face sometimes gets a laugh, but then when I told, like what I think the girl, I should be like a girl verbally said to me, Oh, this guy's going to go get in a fight that I should be like, that's how I found out. Or maybe I'll try that next time I go up on stage. Like that's how I found out. I look like that. Um, that's kind of the only way you find out how you look like things when people tell them to you. Um, and I could go into like, for instance, fat, when I made the guy lose weight, you know, if I didn't point him out, maybe he'd still be a fat cunt. Um, I could go more into the, I, I like, I think there's definitely obviously something there. The post not clarity doing something sexually gross. Um, I think it's funny how she literally, she did literally say, so they know she's a little slut. So I, I didn't ask her, so you're going to tell them, but I think that's funny. Um, and I, ha- I have more stuff that I, w- I, I want to bring up. So I, I'm, this is good towards working towards having two different fives, right? So I can do the 10 minute showcase type shit. But like, I just want to get my five that I go up there with without the notepad. I get kind of, that's just like when I get nervous, I look down at it just to make sure I have, you know, the stream flowing of, uh, what I'm supposed to be talking about, but hopefully I can ditch this unless there's nude material or maybe I can just have it up there in case I really need it, you know, but then eventually not do it because you can't bring it up there when you're doing a showcase type shit. But I think it went good. You know, um, I would say one of the better sets of the night. Uh, it's, it's a hard, not a hard room, but it's not a lot of people and you can see everybody's face. So, at points, I'm, like, scanning above their heads and stuff, so I think that's the safest. But looking each person in the eye when you talk is diff- definitely difficult. I'm not sure which way is the better way to do it, but I think 
since that's not really realistic, the better you get at stand-up, the more people there are you perform in front of. So, like, that's not really an issue. And it's easier the more people that are there, to be honest. There's more energy. Like, they want to laugh. Laughing is contagious. When there's five people, like, this time there was probably 15 people. I'll say six of them were not comedians. Um, Definitely happy with the set, though. I think, like, I'm glad that my... um, where I'm not just good at like off the top of the head improvising and off and crowd work. I'm glad that like my set, I don't think it's terrible. Right. You know, like there's definitely stuff there. It's definitely, um, I obviously need to keep working it out and shit like that, but I can do that part too. That's, but that's like the main focus right now. Um, I might do one tonight. I'm not sure. I'm going to do my taxes soon. So I'm not sure if I want to fucking, we'll see how I feel after that boring shit. Um, definitely will go tomorrow. I don't think I'll do a shotgun spot. Um, I think I'm going to do uh, material again. Maybe the same thing somewhat. We'll see how it changes by me doing the same the same thing. That's what I find always super interesting. That's kind of why I wanted to do this as well. Because I would watch comedians. I watch a ton of stand-up. And it's not like I'm a fan of stand-up. It's like I feel like I'm studying, right? But I would see comedians doing the same set. But I would be fascinated by how they changed the set, right? Like from like five years and they do, you see them five years later doing the same joke. You're like, oh, what did they change when that, like how much did they learn? How much fat did they trim off? You know, like that shows you, you could learn a lot. It's always, the answer is always simplified. They always simplify the joke. So make it more simple and as simple as possible. I mean, at least that's what I've heard from professional comedians, like watching them talk. Uh, so that it has to be true, right? Like, uh, so I'm just going with that as being true. It seems to be true because you don't want the crowd to think. Because I've noticed when somebody says something and I have to go, what? And then you notice you're just, you have to catch up to what they were just saying because you were just thinking and you kind of are listening to yourself think about what they just said. And you're like, oh, fuck, I just missed out on what he said. So trying to speak to them like they have no idea what you're talking about because it's kind of, um, it, it just has to be as easy as po- easily digest- digestible as possible, right? You have to be a professional conversationalist because they're not responding. It is kind of a conversation, you know, but like they, they give a response, but it's not verbal. It should definitely not be verbal. I just saw a video of a guy getting smacked. Well, he got pulled off stage. I don't know if he got hit, but the dude pulled him off stage. It was a, he was doing a show. Some dude was heckling him. It was getting kind of heated. And then some dude was like, I've been in jail. And then you could, he was like screaming at the dude. And he's like, you were, I've been in jail too. You're a fucking snitch. And the dude walked up, grabbed and pulled him off stage. This better not be a fucking recurring thing. People getting, uh, the confidence to walk up on stage and touch people, bruh. I don't think that's going to happen. It'll happen to me for sure. Um, but yeah, it's going good. So for 43 times in, it's it's dope. Like there's people who are starting who are new now and it's cool. I always ask them questions about how it feels, how um like if they're still shocked by the lights. It's always funny when people go up there like, "Wow, these lights are fucking bright." Not at the the place that you just you just saw, but like at other places like a that has you know, a stage and stuff. Um but yeah, talking to new comics too is just cool. Just to see cuz like even though I'm still fucking new, they're like 40 times ago, I was like shakingly nervous and so worried about getting on stage. Now it's more like, I'm not even worried or scared about getting on stage. It's like, I hope there's more people. It's weird. Like the fright, the fear of public speaking, like you don't even, it may be because it's just, you understand that it's part of it. Kind of like, like if you just accept 
the fact that working out, it's kind of like working out, right? Because working out, you don't see progress instantly. You have to keep doing it over and over and over, the same fucking thing over and over again. If you accept the fact that the gym is part of your life and you have to do this like almost every day for the rest of your life, so it's part of a lifestyle instead of just getting to a goal and stopping, um, like I think it becomes easier to die, like to eat the shit, do the grinding part of the process to like enjoy the journey, I guess. You know what I'm saying? Because... Um, if you could just accept the fact that you got to do, I forgot what the main point of that was. Um, but like, if you just got to accept the fact that you got to like drive this hour, drive an hour, go there, sit there, watch a bunch of shitty comics and just accept all of the uh, hard parts of it. Or accept, like, I was talking about public speaking. So if you accept that, that like, you have to do it no matter what, like, I think that's what kind of in the beginning helped me. I'm like, well, I have to, I'm going to do it. We're going on stage. I'm forcing my, I'm making the body go up there. So I might as well do my best. Right. I think it's always, as I always ask them, like, was the first, was the mental hurdle, uh, the first mental hurdle, that's like the hardest. Like, that's what they all say too. Like, it's like just doing it the first time is almost impossible because you could almost psych yourself out how much you're, uh, how much you're overthinking it and stuff. And what I usually tell people is like, no, people don't give a shit, even though it seems like they do, or you think they might be remembering people. Even if you remember people's bad sets, people don't really give a shit, right? Unless you do say some wild shit, but it's usually the mental hurdle of the first time that is so enormous comparatively. Um, I wonder if it'll feel that way again. Probably not. Uh, or maybe doing something, maybe like a big, big show. Um, but I just was about to say something and I just lost it. But I'm really enjoying it. It's a super good time. Um, like, I'm just like happy that I'm doing it. Like, I'm, I'm doing what I want to do. You know what I'm saying? So I'm proud of it and I feel super aligned and like, I'm, I'm happy about every part of the process. Like even the driving the hour, you know, I enjoy it. Like I'm happy to be going on my way to do something I want to do. Right. Uh, yeah. So thank you. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. The audio streams everywhere as well. If you want to support this comedic journey, uh, go over to patreoncom slash wine poppy. We also have a Patreon podcast over there. Um, that, that way is really good because like I have another channel, where I post comedy and stuff like that. And we get heavily demonetized from swearing and stuff. But if you can't or don't want to, I totally understand. Like, comment, share, subscribe. Let's get that algorithm going, baby. Mwah.